from the newsroom of SearchEngineWatch.com, the authority on search engine marketing and social media since 1996. Welcome to SEW Weekly. Each week, our hosts keep a virtual eye on the stories and people that are impacting search and social marketing, breaking down each headline with expert analysis. Plus, we'll bring you expert interviews exploring the latest search and social marketing tips and tools. Listen, connect, learn. SCW Weekly, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. And welcome again to another edition of SEW Weekly. My name is Tom Craver from Search Engine Watch. This is the January 31st, 2013 edition of SEW Weekly. Uh, last day of January. Let's say happy birthday to Jackie Robinson. If you haven't seen it today, there's a Google Doodle up in that nice script font that represents, uh, that looks very reminiscent at least of the Brooklyn Dodgers uh, logo. Jackie Robinson's team, uh, they are memorializing him in a uh, Google Doodle. If you haven't seen it, we're at the top of SearchEngineWatch.com right now. You can read all about it. Um, we've got a great show lined up for you today. Um, we're gonna have, the guest today is going to be uh, Jim Yu, the founder and CEO of Bright Edge. We're talking today about enterprise SEO and maybe a little bit of big data. And uh, what's neat is Bright Edge actually has a brand new enterprise SEO survey out. Um, in fact, that should be up live on Search Engine Watch. Sometime this afternoon, by the time this broadcast is out, some of the results from that and some of the findings. Um, Jim also talked about some best practices for going into 13 and building your enterprise SEO campaign. And these are all based around the survey results. So we're going to talk to him uh, momentarily. But first, we're going to get to some of the news from this week uh, as it broke on Search Engine Watch. And we bring it to you as soon as we can and as soon as we know about it. Starting first with, you know, we talked last week about uh, Google's new transparency report and pretty much how all the requests for data they're filling by these various government agencies from around the world. Well, this week, Twitter's transparency report uh, also showed that their requests from government agencies uh, for various data on the Twitter network has grown over the course of last year as well. In fact, the requests coming from all over the globe um, increased by 118% just from the first part of 2012 to the second six months of 2012. So uh, more than 81% of the requests came from the U.S. government, and of that 81%, um, over half of those, almost 60% of those, were actually via a subpoena order. So bottom line, folks, is watch what you say out there. Social media, if you need to be told this, it's a public world of data. Um, if you don't want it known, don't say it on social media. Other news this week, Yahoo search profits are up for the first time in four years. They posted higher revenues. Uh, their 2012 report shows that revenues were up around $10 million from the previous year, which doesn't sound like much, but their profits were up $1.06 billion from the previous year, a little over a billion dollars, um, which is a 2% increase from even the previous quarter of 2012. So um, good stuff. Paid clicks were up 11% overall, but Yahoo's display revenue was down. Now, um, it, that's clear that the new CEO of Yahoo, Marissa Mayer from Google, um, clearly having an impact on what she's doing over there. Even Time Magazine actually recognized her, if you missed that, as a finalist for Person of the Year, which ultimately went to uh, President Obama. But uh, Marissa Mayer making some impact at Yahoo, and for the first time in four years, their revenues were actually higher than uh, they had been. Google, speaking of, is in more hot water over in the UK. This time it's over tracking the Safari browsers on iPhone. Twelve people can't came together in the UK to file a lawsuit against Google, which could actually open up to 
paying damages. I don't know what kind of damages you get from spying on people's browsing habits. I guess you can probably find some. Um, but for anyone who used Safari on the iPhone, Google has already filed a motion to dismiss this, um, saying that the cookies that it used didn't collect any personal information. So it'll be interesting to see if they are able to wriggle their way out of this one. The 12 plaintiffs who came together, um, that case could actually open up into you know, the equivalency of a class action type of suit where more people, anybody who basically used Safari on the iPhone, um, could get paid on something if Google were not to win that one. Other interesting news, actually just posted this morning by Danny Goodwin on Search Engine Watches, Google has now updated their maps of North Korea, including the highly contested prisoner camp areas, um, including Camp 22. It's a very uh, uh, contested kind of political nightmare kind of don't talk about this uh, camp. They call it a concentration camp, although I'm not really sure if that's the right word to use. But um, if if Eric Schmidt's visit to Korea didn't go well and Korea is still hell-bent on getting the U.S., this, I'm sure, is not going to help anything either. So that's about it for our news. Um, we're going to get momentarily to Jim Yu, again, the founder and CEO of Bright Edge. I'll remember, all the news that's fit to print, anything you want to know about search engines and uh, all the news that goes on, make sure you hit us up on searchenginewatch.com. Coming up, Jim Yu from Bright Edge. We're going to talk enterprise SEO, the new survey that's out about this, and your strategy for having all your campaigns and ducks in a row for this 2013 year in, in your enterprise SEO campaign. Stick with us, folks. More to come still on SEW Weekly. You're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SEW Weekly after this quick timeout. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. 
Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Welcome back to SCW Weekly, your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to SEW Weekly. Tom Craver here, uh, talking enterprise SEO this week. Uh, and I'm joined today by Jim Yu, the founder and CEO of Bright Edge. And uh, Jim, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Tom. My pleasure. Okay, so Bright Edge. Let's first of all, uh, Bright Edge is what it's a it's a SEO platform of of sorts, right? What we'll talk about your platform just a little bit. Yeah, you know, we uh, we really sort of about five and a half years ago pioneered the whole notion of enterprise SEO technology. Um, and so we are today the leader in enterprise SEO technology we serve now. Um, I'm really excited to share with you that we, we now share over four. We now serve over 4,500 brands that we work with directly at the enterprise level to really help power their, their uh, SEO uh, optimization. Fabulous. Now, when we talk about enterprise SEO, you know, a lot of people say, oh, enterprise just means bigger, right? Bigger in computers and maybe more offices and that kind of stuff. What, is, what does enterprise mean from an SEO standpoint? Yeah, I think that's one of the, the common misconceptions around enterprise SEO is that it's directly kind of tied to the size of the, the, the company. But, but in reality, it's kind of, if you think about the complexity of managing multiple sites and multiple channels and managing search and social holistically, being able to really execute on the opportunities um, in, in the uh, organic media space, that's really sort of how we think about enterprise SEO. Awesome. Okay, so now this report, this survey, um, it'll be it'll be up sometime this afternoon on Search Engine Watch, um, and and that I got confirmation from our, our editor on today. So um, the reports are are actually from from brands that you work with. Is that how that works? Tell us about how this survey came about. That, that's exactly right. So every year, one of the things that we focus on is is really sort of customer success. That's our top value, and and one of the things that we really focus on is what's the change that's happening. And how do we sort of stay ahead of these changes that are happening? You know, Google makes over 500 algorithm changes a year. That's more than one a day. And so what we want to do is really understand what are the changes that are happening, what's the impact that it's having on marketers. And so we run this survey to really understand the shifts that are happening um, at the enterprise level uh, around SEO. And so there's a lot of really exciting things that, that we're seeing in the survey, right? And it gives us a good amount of insight into some of the things that are, that, that are happening. You know, um, a couple key highlights. You know, one, uh, clearly, uh, sorry, go ahead. I just, uh, yes, please, um, give us the highlights. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think some of the key highlights is, is I'll uh, share is that, one, it's very clear that mobile um, and tablet search is one of the clear next frontiers. You know, that's a big area of focus um, for, for marketers this year in 2013. It's becoming a bigger and bigger portion of, of not only the traffic that's coming to our sites, but also to, uh, to uh, the, the conversions and the, and the transactions that are happening. And, and so it's becoming a very important uh, frontier for, for, for search marketers to really look at. Local is becoming a very big, big dimension, whether you are, uh, you know, uh, um, whether you are a big um, 
uh, a retail company where you're really trying to drive foot traffic or your bank and you're trying to drive uh, traffic to the local branches and so forth. Local search is also becoming a very clear uh, focus uh, area as well for enterprises this year. Um, and then last but not least, it's very clear, uh, another highlight of our share is that it's very clear that um, the C-level suite is paying a lot more attention to SEO, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at, you know, um, if you look at, you know, the evolution that's happening, it's that it's, search is really moving from much more of a, a technical practice to, to be, being not only a technical practice, but also being really front and center of the CMO agenda. So those are some of the major shifts that we're uh, seeing happen this year. All right. So um, in, in those top three things, you said mobile and tablet search, local, and and the sea level is now paying more attention. Now, let me ask you, um, everybody talks about you know the, the big – I mean, you said Google makes algorithm changes pretty much every day, you know, 500 a year. We, we've heard that number before. But the one that everybody seems to keep talking about are Penguin and Panda. And I didn't That's notice right. you mentioned that in the top three. Is, is, yeah. is Panda, Panda and Penguin still a big deal? Absolutely, but I think it's 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 um, absolutely, and I think the big shift that you, you see, and one of the things that we talk about as well, and we've seen this survey, is this big shift in how we think about SEO and how we think about optimization, right? Where it's no longer, I mean, if you if you rewind back and think historically about how people approach search optimization, it's a lot sort of a keyword-based paradigm, right? Really focusing on going after a specific keyword, building links for those keywords, or what have you. But now the shift is really towards content as front and center, right? You want to take a much more page-centric approach to SEO, a much more content-centric approach to SEO. Um, So you really want to want to um, focus in on that as the core workflow of how optimization happens. And that's a fundamental shift that I think is, 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 is happening. Panda and Penguin are, are, are um, you know, uh, evolutions of the algorithm that are really driving that, but I think they're parts of a much bigger and broader approach to focusing on high-quality content and making content uh, and page-based optimization and page-based, you know, page creation and engagement for those pages through um, social media and so forth as a much more sort of uh, core part of how you want to drive optimization and, and, and really drive the channel. All right. So on that, um, I'm going to ask, did, did, did the survey mention anything or discover anything really in related to content management systems and, and putting that content up there? Um, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things that we, we um, see is that, um, you know, historically, if you think about enterprise uh, optimization and enterprise SEO, you know, o- over the past four or five years, the approach has been much more around optimization after the fact, right? So people create some pages across a company, right? And then afterwards, the SEO team is left with kind of the, the after the fact, trying to find the low-hanging fruit, trying to cover a couple key things, before uh, before they can uh, uh, before it goes out into production and so forth, but it's very much at the tail end of the cycle. What we're seeing is a shift to um, optimization and thought around SEO and so forth, move to the front of the cycle as a part of um, the content creation process, and that's a major shift that we think is is happening. Um, it's something that we are very focused in, in, in really pioneering a lot of the changes in that area um, as we as we uh, as we look at 2013. 
Yeah, in, in what you describe, and I don't think it's specific to enterprise. I think it's pretty much everywhere. People write the content. Oh, we need content for this. Let's write the content. And then afterwards, I, I think you put it just great. The, the SEO team is left there hanging with the bag going, okay, now what do we do? And, That's right. Yeah. I mean, really, what can, what can we do quickly and fast? The low-hanging fruit, you know, not – but that's, that's just it. And if the C-levels are getting more into this, as your survey also suggests, if you're listening and you're a C-level out there, make sure you start getting your teams together. The SEO should be in those planning meetings with the content team and the marketing people because it shouldn't start at the end. It should start at the beginning. So That's absolutely that, right. Now, Jim, we and can't then, talk – oh, sorry, go ahead, please. And I was just going to add that, and also bring together the search and social team, right? Because after you create that content, none of these things, you know, uh, can happen in a silo. You really get the maximum value by then also driving engagement through those different channels. You have a Twitter follower base. You have Facebook uh, fan uh, fans for your uh, for your page and so forth. You want to leverage those. Uh, assets and bring engagement to those content to the content that you're creating, and that ultimately ultimately brings together um, much better optimization. So you say bring bring the social team in there and, and drive the engagement. That's great. So what? How do we measure, or how does Bright Edge even, for that matter? What do you guys look at when you're looking at engagement for your clients? I mean, there's obviously every company has different goals, and we always talk about this magic word engagement, but there is no actual magic metric that you can put together to say engagement, right? What is yeah. what is working? What what is what does it look like when it's all working together? When you say you have you know good engagement? Absolutely. So one of the key things that we've done is we work very closely with uh, Facebook and Twitter um, on on pioneering sort of this whole notion of social SEO and how the two things tie together. So when we think about um, social SEO at Bright Edge, we're thinking about how do we leverage the power of the social channel to drive better search performance and vice versa. How do we leverage the search channel to drive more um, discovery of our of our social assets? Right, and so one. I'll give you an example of how you measure that. Right, one of the things that we did together with Twitter, and actually on the Twitter website, and in, in, in one of the case studies that they showcase, is we really looked at out of the different pages that you have, right, on on your site. What are the ones that would benefit from driving more social um, coverage, right? And so, what what pages should you tweet that would help get better search performance? And by doing that, what we did was we established a baseline where we could see sort of here's how these pages are ranking right now, here's the revenue and the traffic that they're getting, and by pinpointing the pages through our technology that, that, that tell you what you should drive, um, uh, drive tweets about, we were able to show a 47% increase in search rankings by driving that social engagement into, into those pages. So it's not just about sort of the number of followers you have and so forth. It's being able to actually tie it to the before and after. What happened with these pages in terms of the traffic, in terms of the conversions, you know, after you drove more fans and more tweets and so forth to those, to those pages. And this is um, what, what Jim is talking about here. We're talking with Jim Yu here, the uh, CEO and founder of Bright Edge. Jim's referencing a Twitter um, a case study where they used Twitter for uh, – this is the Tiny Prince one, right, Jim? That's right. That's right. That's the tiny so, one. Yeah. Again, tying in leveraging social to actually drive search rankings and, and increasing search rankings by forty-seven percent is is absolutely fabulous. So, what kind of things then should you know? Not everybody, I'm sure, will will just be jumping right out here. Although they absolutely should be, but I'm sure not every company will jump right out and and start joining on with with the Bright Edge platform here. So, you know, quick low hanging fruit. What can the average you know? 
mid-sized company that's trying to to increase themselves to that enterprise level, what can they start be, be starting to look at as far as uh, you know how to leverage Twitter better and and what what things they can do? I mean, just little low hanging fruit things. Well, I think one of the major things is to really start looking at you know really start looking at not only tweeting right, not only having a social strategy where you're tweeting, but also looking at how that ties together with what you're doing in search, right? Because in search, you can really understand the topics, right, the keywords and the topics where your content is relevant, right? So within search, you have a great wealth of data around that because you know what keywords are being searched for that reach your content and that convert well and get good sort of traffic and so forth. So that, that's an easy thing that you can pull out. And from there, you can look at the topics that you're tweeting about, right? So you're tweeting about these different to- topics in, in, in your social channel. And the question is sort of how do you make sure you start to tie that together? So instead of those running in parallel tracks where you don't really look at how those two things tie together, a very simple low-hanging fruit in, ter- in terms of a first step is just to look at the topics where you have great content and then start tweeting those pieces out. More often than not, people, um, what we've seen, um, you know, is that, that those, two, those two channels run as silos without a lot of, um, without, without a lot of uh, intersection. So we need to take a break here, um, Jim, but in a quick, you know, 40-second minute long spiel here, how important to that, I mean, you, you talked about Twitter, we've talked about other social channels, how important is Google Plus? We think Google Plus is really exciting and very important. Um, in fact, one of the things that we track is sort of how Google Plus is showing up and, 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 and how brands are leveraging Google Plus. Um, and so we think it's going to become increasingly important. Um, one of the things that is very clear is after the rollout of, um, of, of Google Plus, Google also started to include more and more of the Google Plus um, information directly into the SERP page, right? So now when you look at a lot of SERP pages, especially for branded search, you'll notice that there's a Google Plus, um, there's a Google Plus section that's being pulled directly into the right-hand side of the SERP page. That's really valuable real estate. If you think about sort of that SERP page for your brand, especially for your branded search, that's very valuable real estate. And um, we believe that, that that is a very important part of informing not only your social strategy but also your search strategy because that's direct real estate on the SERP page. And so you really want to be thinking holistically about Google+. Um, and that's one of the key areas. Another key area that you want to really look at Google+, Plus is, is it's clearly Google seems to be adding more and more into Google+, Plus in terms of being able to understand local feeds or sort of local, local data, being able to understand product, some product pages that they're starting to look at, look at uh, including in Google+. And so those are all dimensions that we think are going to be really important um, in terms of optimization. We're talking with Jim Yu, founder and CEO of Bright Edge. We're talking enterprise SEO strategy for your company this year. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, more with Jim Yu. This is SEW Weekly on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SEW Weekly after this quick timeout. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. 
Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcasts at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows, past and present, like SEO 101, Affiliate Buzz, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Search Cast, and so much more. Download it now from the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store today. Welcome back to SEW Weekly, your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to SEW Weekly. My name is Tom Craver. I'm speaking with Jim Yu, CEO and founder of Bright Edge. We're talking about best practices SEO strategy, uh, enterprise SEO strategy for, for 2013. Now, Jim, I'm going to go back a little bit. Um, in our previous segment, we were talking about your survey. And again, that survey results and the wrap right up of that will be up on Search Engine Watch this afternoon, um, sometime after the show was over. In that, you, you mentioned local a couple times now. So, I mean, you mentioned it once when we said what's changed from last year's survey to this year's survey. The second thing you said was was local. Local's definitely in there. You mentioned the first thing was was tablet and mobile search, which kind of, you know, goes hand in hand with mobile, especially the uh, with local, especially the mobile side of things. Um, and, and then you mentioned local just local just now when you were talking about Google Plus. So I'm kind of sensing we should be getting local for 2013. So what what are some of these best strategies that uh, and best practices that companies should be looking at going into this now? Well, I think one of the things that you really want to do is really understand. There's there's really two things, and this this is something that that we. Um, that that we spent a lot of time in 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 2012 really building into our core technology. The first is really the fundamentally rank um, and and how things show up on the SERP page is changing. Right, it's no longer the ten blue links, the ten positions. It's really much more blended now. Right, you've got local packs in there. You've got videos. You've got images. You've got you know all these different types of things that are fundamentally reshaping that 
real estate on that search result page, right? So you have to start by really understanding, and we introduce this concept of blended rank, which is what is that position that you're getting on the page? What type of listing are you getting? All those different pieces are really critically important for you to understand, not only from a local perspective, but even from your core search performance perspective, because that's a fundamental shift. Um, the second major thing that is really important to understand is also that the, the, the rankings that you get are now very, very different by location, right? So people searching on a different device, even people searching in a, in, in a PC or, or, or in, uh, on a desktop, they're going to have different results um, this year, much more different results based on the local, local uh, location than, than historically we've seen over time. So not only are you getting different rank, you're also getting different types of rank. So those are two really fundamental things to think about. Um, in terms of how you understand your performance. Now, let's talk about some of the things that you can do, right? First, it is not going to apply to your entire portfolio of keywords, right? It's not going to apply to the entire set of optimizations that you're doing. More often than not, what we've seen is it varies, you know, somewhat by vertical, right, by what industry you're in. But you're going to have a subset of the things that you, you have that are going to be local sentence. So you really want to identify those and really be able to pinpoint out of the things that you're optimizing for what is local sensitive? And then from there, you can really start looking at better optimization, checking if the if you have local feeds, if those feeds are accurate, if the right um, things are showing within the local pack for that specific city or for that specific region and so forth. So those are some of the major things that you want to do to start really understanding how locals, how you're performing from a local perspective. We actually, uh, last year with the Venice update, right after Google did the Venice update, local became a much bigger impact. We started working with Yelp on really uh, putting together sort of our uh, set of thought leadership and best practices around lo local uh, optimization and so forth. And that's something that uh, we have available for, uh, for our customers as well. Understanding local, especially how it applies lately, because you can get a completely different result. I'm in Rochester. You're over on the West Coast. You know, if depending on where you are, I mean, obviously local is local to a certain thing, but even just ranking regionally for for national type things is is difficult. And understanding how it works regionally like that, you really got to wrap your head around that. So um, we're we're kind of running low on time here, Jim. But I definitely want to ask you. You know, Bright Edge is very innovative, and and you know, you've got a, a background from from Salesforce, and you've been um, you've been around big data a long time. Um, tell me, what, why does Bright Edge get so involved in the surveys that you do? They're so comprehensive, and, and the, I, I got my hands on a copy of it. It's, it's huge, and the information is vast, and it's wonderful. Um, you know, nice 17-page report with pretty graphs and stuff. But why, why does Bright Edge spend so much time doing this? Well, really, it's because our focus is on driving success um, to our customers, right? And, and there's so many changes that are happening um, in search and in the channels. And at the heart of that is applying science and technology to understanding the changes that are happening. That's one of the things that we learned at Salesforce is, is the importance of really um, driving customer success and leveraging sort of the, the resources that you have to really understand what is happening and what, what are the shifts that are happening in search. Other things uh, from a big data perspective, you know, our chief architect built the social search uh, technology at DIG, uh, was a pioneer in, in uh, some of the big data technology. And so we leverage a lot of that to inform the, 
the innovations that we do at Bright Edge. So we've had massive um, amounts of innovation that we've delivered um, over the last year and continue to really focus on leveraging data to really understand changes like this shift towards page-based SEO or the intersection of search and social or working with Yelp partners or some of the things around local optimization, uh, best practices, and so forth. Um, and so those are all some of the core components. And the other important thing is also with that data, um, also is security. Security is so important. One of the things that we learned at Salesforce.com is, is how important it is to have a technology and a set of processes that really secure that data because that data ultimately is the advantage that you have um, as a market in, in these competitive markets. All right. Well, good stuff from Jim Yu of uh, Bright Edge here. Um, the survey will be out um, actually momentarily. I was just gotten word that it's it's going to be published shortly. So, Jim, um, real quick, in in thirty seconds or less, the number one takeaway from today: what should people be going out um, aside from getting that survey when it when it hits on Search Engine Watch in a few minutes here? Um, what's the number one thing somebody should go through uh, as far as their plans for this year? I think the big things really sort of are really around local, mobile and content-centric, page-centric SEO. So those are, those are the top things that we see as, as shifts that are happening. Fabulous. Jim, thank you very, very much. Jim Yu, founder and CEO of Bright Edge and their SEO platform, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks so much, Tom. Absolutely. All right, and that's going to wrap it up. I think for the January 31st edition of SCW Weekly. Make sure uh, you join me again next week. I will be out west and I'll be doing it live from um, the the Covario uh, conference that they're going to have inflection point. Um, we're going to be talking about what's going on out there and some of the some of the tips and takeaways we're going to get from from out there. Um, don't forget, you can catch the podcast of SCW Weekly if you missed it today or tuned in a little late. It is always out there on iTunes and a couple other different podcast uh, archive sites. You can find it, of course, during the new in the new WebmasterRadio.fm app. It's available on iPhone and Android. It's in this, both app stores right now. And of course, you can catch us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern live right here on webmasterradio.fm. This has been Search SCW Weekly. Thanks for listening, folks. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.